0: Join me now and every week as we explore yogic philosophy and apply it to our daily lives. so in the philosophy part, i'd like to go a little deeper into um, the topic of the, from the meditation, and because we 're talking about um, loving oneself and nurturing <clears throat> So, in the, um, in the Indian philosophy, there are, there's different, what would you call them, uh, representational systems of way we, ways we can look at ourselves. And one of them is called the koshas, K-O-S-A-S, koshas. It's a Sanskrit word, which means sheath, like, like a sword is inside a sheath. And so that that we have five different sheaths of our being. Because, again, we can, um, it can help to to see different elements of ourselves when we talk about the idea of loving ourselves and nurturing ourselves. And so one way to do that is through these sheaths or different parts of our being. And the first and the most external is called the sheath of food, which is basically the physical body. And I was thinking about that expression, the, the taking care of the, the temple of the soul is the body. And so thinking or, or pondering in your own life what you do to nurture the wellness of your physical body. And so what are, what are some things um, that people do for your physical, to nurture your physical body. There are obvious things, such as... Yeah, you can do yoga, exercise. What was that? Sleeping. Yeah, sleeping, gaining a good night's sleep. Laughter releases a lot of tension. Eating well. And then there's some things that are healthy not to do or not to do in excess. Drugs, alcohol, things that, um, again, when you step away from the, the moderation, can lead to a lot of trouble. And each person has to find their, their um, line with that. So that's our, our physical body and one thing I find, a lot of people na- mention nature as the way to relax. I find when I s- spend a lot of time in nature, like a couple hours, that there's a definite shift that there's nothing that's like coming at me physically for attention, or um, it's just things become more calm because you're in, in nature, people aren't grabbing your attention, especially if I go hiking in like a silent hike or just with. Um, by myself or with someone where it's kind of quiet. Because so often when we're in, around other people or in society, everything wants our attention. And we're constantly having to think, okay, how am I going to react to this? What am I going to say to this person? What? And so our minds go so quickly. So being in, in nature can be really peaceful just on the physical level, surrounded by the green and the, and the nature and things are nurturing us. So that's our physical. The next sheaf, is the sheath of prana, or life force, breath. And so what can we do to nurture our breath and our prana? Belly breathing? breathing? Okay, so belly breathing and all the different types of pranayama. Yama means control, so breath control. So it could be just breathing in and out slowly, letting your breathing uh, relax. It can be doing specific breathing exercises, techniques. And I'll teach you uh, one of them right now, which is called Nadi Shodana or alternate nostril breathing. So we'll, we'll, we'll try it all together. So then uh, these two fingers on the bridge of your nose, and you can start by a big inhale. Breathe out through both nostrils, block the right, breathe in through the left, block the left, breathe out through the right, breathe in through the right, block the right, breathe out through the left, in through the left, block the left, out through the right, In through the right. Block the right, out through the left. Keep going at your own pace. If one of your nostrils is congested, you can simply open your mouth as much as you need to to adjust. End on your next exhale through your left nostril. Then you can let your hands down. Just breathe in and out. Now another form of the breath control, just breathe in and out as slowly as you can without straining yourself. So it's that fine line between challenging yourself and straining. And if your eyes are closed, just opening your eyes a little bit and just being aware of the effect of that pranayama or breath control. So that is, so in, in terms of the sheath of breath, our, our body of breath, the pranayama regulation of your breathing is a really good way to nurture and bring health to yourself in that way. And one of the ideas is that we're talking about the koshas as different aspects of ourself, but of course they're all intertwined. So laughter is going to you know, do certain things to muscles in your face that releases chemicals that goes into your mind and your thoughts, and so. Same thing with the breath. So that's our sheath of breath. So we have sheath of food, sheath of breath. Anything else with the breath that you can think of? Right, chanting, because, again, you're controlling your breath, creating the sound, singing a lot of breath control. So we have sheath of breath, sheath of food, sheath of breath, and then the next one is sheath of mind, mono maya kosha, mono mind. And so then what can we do for health in our mind? mindfulness, right? meditation. Learn new What's that? Learn, new skills. learn learn new things. I was talking to someone today, we were talking about learning and how how energizing it is to learn. Bring new things into your mind and and playing into that is of course reading like uplifting reading that, that um, energizes your mind and your thoughts, good conversations. So, yeah, the, the um, stimulating your thoughts and your mind, bringing positive energy. Then we get into the sheath of our heart or our, our psychic being, and that's where we get into the, the realm of meditation because to connect with that part of yourself is um, it's pretty subtle when you get into the spiritual heart. In one of his writings, Sri Chamoy says that the spiritual heart is deep inside your heart beat. So not even just inside the physical heart, but inside the heartbeat. If you go deep, if your concentration can go deep into your heartbeat, then inside there you find your spiritual heart. And so a big part of nurturing your spiritual heart is just bringing it to life, giving it energy, giving it attention, uh, as you do when you come to meditate or when you concentrate on loving yourself and connecting with your heart. And so the spiritual disciplines... um, Or the practices of heart awareness can do a lot for that. Does anyone do physical exercises that are geared at the spiritual heart? I saw a person spinning on the beach the other day. Um, You know, if you read that book, uh, I think it's called The Fountain of Youth or The Five Tibetan Rites. And I think one of the exercises is spinning. Spinning like the Sufis do, you know, the Sufi spinning. And this person was just standing up uh, spinning, but it, it reminded me of that book and the, the Sufi dancing. And I think physically um, that can help to energize your spiritual heart. And then the last sheath is the, the sheath of the soul or your essence. And that's always having that effulgent energy. And it's said that the the happiness and the joy and the love that we feel in someone else or in a relationship or within ourselves, ultimately all of that comes from deep inside of us. And we, we, we allow that to release and open. And then that flows into our consciousness and fills our lives. Yeah, so there, there we have some ideas based on the koshas. Again, the sheaths, the different sheaths of being. You can imagine like an onion, you know, the different layers of the onion. And you go deeper, deeper. So, so too, in our own lives, different dimensions of ourselves. And at different times, we're conscious of different parts. So when you're asleep at night, you pretty much forget about your, your physical body. It's asleep in bed, but you're not aware of it. You've gone into a much more subtle realm. And If you ever watch um, people when they sleep, you see the breathing goes through different cycles, um, and so that the when we sh- when we um, when we close down our f- physical mind, these other parts of ourselves take over. You know, the br- breathing does to the body what it needs to 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 bring it to a state of sleep and to move it into deeper sleep and our, our mind is freed from our physical body and we have our dreams and that whole world and so um, nurturing all the parts of ourselves okay any um, we talked about a lot of different things but any, any questions about anything any of these different ideas nurturing loving ourselves the different dimensions meditation techniques Yeah, that's a good question. What I usually do, what I do is um I start with the thing that's the easiest for me. So, usually that's some exercise. If I see my my mood is spiraling or I I uh, like some thought is just going around and around and I'm obsessing on it, I'll usually um you know, again that idea of the interconnectedness of all the parts of our being. So, a lot of times uh this happens Actually, this morning during my meditation, I kept thinking about the same thing over and over as something I needed to deal with during the day. And um, I, couldn't prev- I couldn't stop the thinking in that moment. It was just because it was going around. So I just shifted to chanting. So I just decided, let me chant Aum. Rather than try to directly stop the thinking process, I just chanted Aum. So I think, I think finding whatever access point you can the, to um, to concentrate on, and then do that. Go cook something. Go jump in the jump in the pool, or you know whatever whatever is accessible. And then you find that that kind of ripples out through all parts parts of your being. Okay. Well, nice uh, chatting with everyone again. A reminder just about um, Pujari's class coming up, and then the other series.